With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with the three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes. To voices that glow, thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 103, Rob Parker. Welcome into Inside the Parker. I'm your host, Rob Parker. I'm here. You're there. Coming up on the program, we'll have former Major League outfielder Gary Matthews Jr. He'll talk about the playoffs. Also stopping by, former A's and Giants pitcher Barry Zito. Barry Zito has a new book. We'll talk about that and much more. Let's go. Better up. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. The Nationals did it. Finally, the Washington Nationals have advanced in the postseason. How many times have they stumbled? They've had good teams, great pitching staffs, and they were never able to get over the hump to advance. It was always disappointment. And finally, 2019, they win the wild card game against the Milwaukee Brewers Tuesday night, and they advance. They will be a tough out. They will be scary as we move forward. Whenever you have pitching, you have a chance. You don't need a lot of hitting. You need timely hitting. But pitching gives you a chance, 
and the one thing that the Nationals have is pitching. And when you think about where they started this season and how bad it was after losing Bryce Harper and where they are now, it's a big step for this organization. Hats off to the Washington Nationals. Number two. Can't wait for tonight's AL wildcard game. That's right, Wednesday night in Oakland as the A's take on the Tampa Bay Rays. I know some people are going, Oakland against Tampa? Wowsy, wowsy, woo, woo. Two bad franchises. But actually, these teams have been playing pretty well, and both teams have played well all year long. It will be interesting to see which team can move on and then have to face the uh, Houston Astros in the ALDS. But Tampa Bay, if you really take a look at them, they played well all year. They were really never out of the mix for the playoffs. They have some pitching. They have some timely hitting. And uh, if you look at their last 10, 11 years, they've, they've averaged almost 90 wins, which no one would ever believe because they haven't made the playoffs that often. But this year they did. And for the Oakland A's, it still comes down to, you could talk about Billy Bean, analytics, money ball, all that, but they just haven't been able to advance in the postseason. They've won and made the playoffs with, with a small payroll, but they just can't seem to get over the hump. Will they actually get over the hump this time? Can't wait. Wednesday night, AL wildcard. Number three. Say it isn't so, Joe Madden gets bounced from Chicago. He was the first Cubs manager to ever get the team to the playoffs four years in a row. Of course, the Cubs didn't make the playoffs this year, but uh, he's out in Chicago, and it's not going to be a surprise if he winds up in Anaheim with the LA Angels. After all, he spent 30 years in that organization, and uh, they've already broomed out Brad Osmus, so it looks like this is a match made in heaven, and he will buck the trend. Joe Madden will buck the trend. They're not hiring any old managers anymore in baseball. They want analytics guys. They want young guys who are going to take the lineup card from the front office and not give uh, the front office any lip. All these old guard managers are out. Joe Girardi, Buck Showalter, Dusty Baker, all, all these guys can't get a gig. Mike Sosha, they're all on the outside looking in. But Joe Madden looks like he will buck the trend, get a job as a manager uh, because of his history there and his success. He's the guy who won a World Series in Chicago with the Cubs, ending a 108-year drought. So uh, good for the Angels to uh, take a good manager out there and decide that they're going to go with him despite what the trend in his baseball and despite his age and say they believe in Joe Madden, good luck to Joe Madden if, more like when, he gets the gig in Anaheim. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with the three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. All right, now let's welcome to the podcast... Cy Young Award winner and a two-time World Series champion, yes, Barry Zito. He has a new book called Curveball. We're going to get to that. But, Barry, first, thanks for joining the podcast. Oh, absolutely, Rob. It's a lot of fun, man. i uh honored to be on here, man. Appreciate it. Before we get to some other stuff in your new book, uh, this has always bothered me, and I hope you can help me with this. Maybe this bothered you, too. How did they do the movie Moneyball, right, about Billy Bean and analytics, but there was very little mention of you, Zito, Hudson, and Malter in that movie. You guys were as big a part of what was going on with the A's than anything. Yeah, that was, you know, um, obviously, you know, with Hollywood and stuff, they got to they gotta make money and they got to appeal to a wide audience. And, you know, I think there was a lot to focusing on that part of the story. I mean, I think it was just really interesting how it all went down. But, you know, as we know in baseball, you can't really win without good pitching, and, and we certainly had great pitching, and Tejada won a, an MVP that year as well, which was incredible. No doubt about it. That always bothered me about the movie, but I get it. People do what they <laughs> want to do. Uh, uh, speaking about baseball, the playoffs are about to kick off. Tell me about the Oakland A's, because uh, here's another year, and you know what? They're in the playoffs. Man, they just have some kind of magic formula of uh you know, keeping the cost down and, and just always winning, always being competitive out there. And I really do think there's an X factor in that clubhouse of just, you know, it's it maybe something cultural or just good vibes. But, 
you know, in that clubhouse, man, those guys can always just be themselves, and I feel like that really contributes to their success on the field. One of the greatest ballparks in this country, they keep changing the name, but uh, the Giants' home ballpark, uh, which I still call Pac Bell, because what a beautiful ballpark on the water. Talk about, and the fans in San Francisco are unbelievable. Uh, talk about playing with the Giants, and you won a World Series with the Giants as well. Yeah, you know, that ballpark was always a special place for me, too, coming up in Oakland. But I'll tell you, something happened in 2010 that a lot of people don't know about. But, you know, those fans were not always as intimidating as they are now. You know, we, we used to come over, there, come over there from Oakland, and it just wasn't really the same dynamic in the, you know, back then Pac Bell and then AT&T. And, man, when we ended up, you know, winning that 2010 World Series and going on that run, I mean, something just changed. Something in the air was different in San Francisco. And it just became such a, a crazy place to play, and especially when the Giants were, you know, competitive and doing their World Series run. I mean, nobody wanted to come in there. Yeah. Baseball uh, has changed a lot over the last few years. Do you still recognize the game? You know, I, I I'm a, I got a full life, you know, in Nashville with music and family and all that. But you know, I'll tell you, it's it's definitely different. I feel like it is geared more toward the young player, and uh, and I understand why. But um, to be honest, man, just a few years removed, I don't I don't recognize too many names on those <laughs> rosters anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of young players, a uh, lot of home runs, and a lot of strikeouts. Can you get over that? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 definitely a different thing. I mean, I pitched, you know, in the early 2000s. The home run balls were going, but uh, I don't even think at the rate they are now. I mean, they're they're breaking records almost every year now, it seems. And I, I know they say that's what the fans want to see with home runs, but I feel like the true baseball fans, you know, really enjoy a good one nothing pitcher's duel. There, there's really nothing like that. No doubt about it. Tell us about the book, Curveball. What made you write it? Yeah, I think, you know, as professional athletes, we, we tend to have a little bit, you know, kind of maybe too thick a skin, and, and we got to protect ourselves in certain ways from, you know, a lot of public opinion and all that. But uh, but what ends up happening too often is you, you end up really not being honest and being authentic and really speaking the truth. And so, you know, I went through some pretty dark stuff in my career, and, and I just thought it was good to – uh, clear my conscience and, and just be honest about how hard it actually was to live my dream, you know, of, of being in the major leagues and, you know, making money. And, and that was all great, but there was this deep unrest in me that uh, caused me to do a lot of destructive things in my career. And, and, you know, I finally ended up finding peace at the end, but it, but it was not without all those struggles and pain. How about the last thing, money? When you signed that seven-year, $126 million contract, which at the time was the richest contract for a pitcher, did, did your life change immediately? Did you feel different, like, after you signed that piece of paper? You know, yeah, I did interviews at that time and, you know, just saying, oh, no big deal, man. I'm just going to go out there and do what I do. But, you know, th- there was a fear in me that I wasn't going to live up to it, that I wouldn't be enough to justify that money. And, you know, frankly, I just feel like I, I took too much credit for my success in my in my career, certainly early in my career. And I didn't have enough gratitude for, you know, these incredible blessings on my life that, you know, I really had nothing to do with. I mean, I was throwing a baseball like every other kid growing up, and for some reason I just got to get to the highest level. But, yeah, so I, I just think I have some entitlement, and, and it led to a lot of, you know, disaster situations, and being left off that 2010 roster was the worst of it, man. No doubt about it. His name, Barry Zito. His book is called Curveball, man. You should check it out. 
the former, of course, Cy Young Award winner and two-time World Series champion. Hey, Barry, best of luck, man, with the book, and thanks for joining the podcast. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know, well, maybe. FS1's Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? It's playoff time. It is playoff time, Rob. A time of year where small sample sizes take over in baseball, and sometimes the cream doesn't necessarily rise to the top. Just because you won 100 games, it doesn't guarantee you'll be hoisting that trophy at the end of October. Even the mouthpiece of modern analytics, Billy Bean, knows that, quote, his stuff doesn't work in the playoffs. I cleaned it up for the podcast. October is the time where unlikely heroes can rise up, and it's how well these players perform in a small sample size, like I said. In a 162-game season, having a hot month can turn cold and stay that way. In the playoffs, players who perform with men in scoring position are lauded as heroes because there's no time to cool off. Now, in the wildcard era, only one player had 10 or more hits with men in scoring position during a single postseason, and it ain't exactly a household name. In 2002, the Angels' Scott Spezio had an incredible postseason run, hitting 327 with 19 RBI as the Angels took home their first World Series title. Now, he was even more incredible with men on, hitting 688, that's 11 for 16, with runners in scoring position. That was twice as high as his regular season, 336 mark, Already a very respectable number, but something we can see as a trend come October. Now, in that same time, do you know which player are the most total postseason hits with men in scoring position, Rob? Who's that? It's the Yankee, of course. It it ain't Jeter, Rob. It ain't Jeter. Bernie Williams had 37 in his run to four World Series titles with the Yanks. Burn, baby, burn. And you know what? I can use what you just gave me. Thank you, Anthony Masterson. We appreciate you. (laughs) And what that ball is. It was a big week in the big leagues. Who's up? Who's up? I don't believe it. My, oh, my. Is it foul or is it fair? And now, here's ShadowLeague.com MLB insider, J.R. Gamble. Brad Ausmus is out as manager of the Los Angeles Angels after just one season. JR, is that foul or fair? That's fair. It's a fair ball. For a team that has made the playoffs once in 10 years, back in uh, 2014, despite having the best player in baseball, it makes sense. It even makes more sense, Rob, when you realize that Joe Madden is available and Madden will return to the organization that he had roles in for, what, 30 years from 75 to 2005 and also had a couple of uh, brief stints. It's a no-brainer and a definite upgrade. So where's the beef? That's like asking me if I prefer Precious to Vivica Fox. Osmus led them in 72 wins, the team's worst record in 20 years. I think they won 70 in 99. Before that, with Detroit in four years, and I know, Rob, you had a ball with him. He went from a 90-win team to a 64-win laughing stock. The Angels need an entire mentality reconstruction. And Madden's proof he can rebuild franchises. Look for the Angels to be better right away if they hire Madden. Good stuff, man. Fasten your seatbelt. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Here comes Parker's top three MLB teams this week. 
number three. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes, three is a good number for them because they're trying to make it to the World Series for the third year in a row. They have everything you would want on paper. They got the hitting. They got the starting pitching. They've been there, done that. My only question mark is their bullpen. That's why I make them number three. Number two. The Houston Astros. I know they won the most games in baseball. I know they have a three-headed monster starting rotation with Verlander and Cole and Granke. I get it. And they have hitting, and they've been there. They've done that. They won the World Series in 2017. But it doesn't mean it's automatic that they're going to uh, win a World Series despite having all, all the stuff that you would say. Often teams who have the best record don't actually win the World Series, so it's not automatic. Number one. I've been saying it almost from the very first week of the season on this podcast The New York freaking Yankees. I know. I know they've had injuries. I know they don't have a great rotation. I know. But what they do have is firepower. They're very deep. They got a lot of young players, a lot of experience during the regular season, and guess what else they have? They have an unbelievable bullpen. That's how you win big games in the postseason. Yes. They just need five good innings out of a starter. If they get that, they can piecemeal the back end of the game, and they can win a World Series for the first time since 2009. The Yankees are the best team in baseball as we enter the playoffs. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. AT and T connects an ode to podcast. 
Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with the three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Take out the papers in the trash. It's time for Trash Talk Twitter. Your chance to trash anyone or anything in Major League Baseball. This week's winner is at Ben Bon Jovi. He tweets this. I bet the Braves don't sell out their home games in the playoffs. Wow. I know Atlanta's a bad sports team, but really, Ben, if you want a chance to win a new era snapback like Ben did, send your trash to at Rob Parker FS1 on Twitter. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. All right, now let's welcome to the podcast former all-star outfielder Gary Matthews Jr., who, of course, uh, his dad was the uh, rookie of the year in 1973, Gary Matthews. He joins the podcast. How you doing, Gary? Rob, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me, man. You you went back in 1973. You've been doing your research. Oh, yeah. You know that. I watched your dad play when I was uh, young, growing up, watching baseball, man. He was a good player. He really was. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. So let's do this uh, playoff edition interview here. First, before we get there, uh, you played for the uh, Angels, and they just fired their manager, Brad Ausmus, and now they're looking at Joe Madden, who was a part of the organization for a long time, 30 years. You know Joe Madden. He was there when you were there. Tell me about him. You know, uh, Brad Osmus was a former teammate of mine. I was actually a rookie in San Diego when Brad Osmus was still in the league catching. So, uh, you know, obviously disappointed to uh, to see him go, but hopefully he gets another opportunity here shortly. Uh, but when you think about Joe Madden, uh, you think about the work that he did uh, with the Rays, right? And uh, the way that he's able to connect with the younger generation, these younger players. Uh, he has the respect of the veterans, right? But also can relate to this younger generation, you know, these energetic players, players who, who love to express themselves and play kind of free. And, you know, I, I think Joe Madden seen as a, uh, a manager who would, would be more considered a, a player's manager, right? But has the respect of the front office and the ability to, uh, I guess, keep the team loose, but also make them uh, respect the game and, and play within the, the confines of the way the organization expects them to play. Gary, when you look at this postseason, there there are a lot of good teams. I want to go to the uh, the top heavy teams. Uh, when you look at the Astros, who on paper have everything, the Dodgers, another team that uh, up to you know top to bottom is stacked. They're trying to get to the World Series for a third year in a row. Then you have the Yankees that have had all kinds of injuries, like. Uh, at a ridiculous rate, yet they still won over 100 games and they kept it together and they've getting some people back. Uh, 
out of those three top teams, who do you like the most uh, as we go forward and the playoffs kick off? Gosh, you know, I think about those the depth of the Yankees, right, to be able to deal with the amount of injuries that they've had uh, but have the depth to still be able to score the runs. Uh, you know, the, the bullpens pitched well. Um, I, I like the Yankees, but when you look at the, the cohesiveness of, of the Astros, right, uh, just the cohesiveness of, of their full season, right, they've been playing on all cylinders basically all year. And so really when it comes down to it, it's, you know, who's going to be not only healthy, but, but able to play the way that you need to play in the playoffs, right? You've you got to be playing on all cylinders. You've got to be pitching well. You've got to be playing defense well. And, you know, we all, we all know that uh, we look at the home runs, the way the home runs have been hit this year. Uh, traditionally, the pitching, you know, gets the, uh, the better, better of the hitters in the playoffs. But are we, what are we going to see this, uh, this postseason? It's, it's going to be interesting to see it. And then you look over at the National League, you look at the Dodgers, you know, they're, they're pretty much everyone's pick coming out of the National League. But then you look at the, uh, the American League versus the National League and just the, the power behind uh, those offensive teams having a DH all year. You know, it's, we're definitely going to see some runs, I think. I don't think this is going to be your average postseason where you see a lot of, a lot of the pitching uh, kind of uh, dominating the hitters. I, I think this is going to be an offensive uh, postseason, which really at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm a purist, but I'm like everyone else. I love to see the offense also. How about the, uh, you know, being a baseball purist, when the wild card was first introduced, I did not like it. I liked the way baseball was. You had to earn your way in. But I do now, I've accepted it. I do like the way that they do it where the two wild cards play. Uh, Tuesday night it was the National League, and then tonight it's going to be uh, on Wednesday the American League. And and where are you on that? Do you like the way it is too so that those two kind of X out one of them and only one wild card is allowed to advance? You know, having grown up in the game, I grew up as a, as a purist being a second-generation player, but – uh, to attract more fans and to attract a younger generation, the game has to evolve. And uh, I love the format, right? I love the way that they've set up the format where it's a one-game playoff and, uh, you know, whoever wins goes forward. Uh, so the team has to truly leave it all out on the field for that game. And really heading into that next series, it kind of sets them up where, you know, if they go further in the playoffs, they've, they've definitely earned it. Um, I think the format's exciting. I think it brings kind of new eyes uh, to the game and, and gives it a change. You know, the game has to evolve and it has to grow. And like I said, I was a purist. I wasn't a huge fan of it. But, but guess what? I'm going to be tuned in to watch a one-game playoff. I know that. And, and ultimately, I think that's what the game wanted. You also mentioned uh, a little bit ago about the home runs and the ball flying out. The commissioner said that he's going to look into the ball, whether or not they alter it change it i think there's a combination you know like uh fans love the home run and they just do uh maybe this was uh a little over the top uh too much is not always too you know good good for you um would you like to see the ball altered a little bit or just leave it the way it is you know i've i've had this uh this conversation all year and uh you know so i should issue a disclaimer at this point that my younger brother Dell works for Major League Baseball at headquarters. Uh, 
uh, in New York. He's actually the head of Major League Baseball Youth Development, along with my former GM, Tony Regan. So we, we have this conversation often. Uh, you know, look, clearly there's, there's a difference, right? Let's, let's say that. It doesn't take a genius to figure out uh, what our eyes are telling us. There is a difference. Uh, how they've done it or, or how that's come about, I don't know. Uh, but clearly it's, it's changing the game, right? And so there, there has to be, you know, somewhere, uh, somewhere of a middle ground, I guess you could say. And, you know, look, I love offense. I've, I've had jokes with my father. My, I was telling my father two weeks ago, he was here visiting me in LA and I told him, I said, pop, if you were playing today, you, you might hit 40 home runs. And, and my dad was a, a good offensive player. And I think, I don't think he hit more than 28 in a season. And, you know, 28 uh, during the late seventies or early, early eighties was absolutely banging. Oh yeah. 28 home runs today plays to about 45, depending on the park that you're playing. in. And, you know, when you're seeing, uh, you know, guys get beat by fastballs and the ball still goes out of the park, uh, you're seeing broken bat home runs, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, the game continues to evolve. We're trying to get a younger fan base. And I, I think make no mistake about the, the talent of the players today, right? You could also say that pitchers are throwing harder than they ever have. Uh, hitters are, have a better understanding of their approach uh, and what they can do when they can do it earlier in their careers because of all the training that goes on when the, when these guys are young, you know? So I think you combine all of those things, right? It's not just the ball. I think it's the talent of the players. I think it's uh, stronger pitchers who are, who are throwing harder, throwing faster. You look at a radar during the game and the, and the radar is lit up, you know, it seems like everybody's throwing 95 plus now and you throw in all of those things like, uh, you know, pitchers throwing harder, but maybe, you know, more teams in the league and maybe some guys that maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, may not have been in the league, right? So there's less experience, but still unbelievably talented. And clearly that equals uh, offensive production, more home runs, and, you know, a lot more fly balls. His name is Gary Matthews Jr., and he played for the Padres, Cubs, Pirates, Mets, Orioles, Padres again, Rangers, yeah, Angels, know, right? and the Mets again. There you go. That means yeah, you had I, to be. I a, bounced around a lot. You had bounced to be around a, good, a lot early you, in my uh, my early career when I finally figured it out. You know, I spent the last ten years with with two teams. I think we finished up that last year in New York with the Mets. Uh, but uh, man, I, I did bounce around a lot uh, a little bit when I was younger, and you know, finally uh, came into my stride and figured it out as I got older. Well, we appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks for the knowledge. Thanks, Gary. Rob, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Now bring in the closer. Strike one. Strike two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close. Reason number 3,000 why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and better than the NFL. All you have to do is see the difference in how you watch baseball come postseason time. It's a totally different way of watching the game. Not too many sports change, but in baseball, you watch every single pitch in the playoffs 
it just has a much bigger effect. When you watch regular season baseball, you can watch the game. You can come in, in and out. But when it's time for the postseason, you sit at the edge of your seat, and every pitch is a big pitch. Every pitch not called a strike, fans are irate. It might cost them. A player might come back and get a big hit on, on a missed call on a ball and strike pitch. Also, there just seems to be way more drama. The hits, is it, if, if it's a big hit in the first inning or a big hit in the seventh inning or eighth inning, and then go back to the end of the game, trying to close out playoff games. Bullpens, we've seen it. We've seen guys collapse under the pressure of the playoffs and trying to close out a playoff game. It is the best baseball that it is to watch come postseason. The postseason of baseball ranks second to none. Watch, enjoy, roll around in it. That's how good it's going to feel. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.